not so long ago in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada. Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. Really? Is she hot? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 161, and tonight we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Woohoo! I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, uh, I have to pee, Jimison. Well, thanks for saving my life, Pilgrim. <laughs> All right, the Duke. Um, That's right, Pilgrim. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you with this now, Sam? With his own Foley work, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, corny, oh look, coins, Logan. Oh, man, don't even have to make buzz there. <laughs> it's okay, I'll loan you the extra 37 cents. Does this still mean we get to make out? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and Sam, whatever and stuff, Vector. <laughs> There's so many different ways I could have killed you in this movie. Oh, sure, no problem. Uh, so cool. Let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie. Uh, this is it. This is it. This is, uh, I'm very excited for this. This is 2000 yeah. and, uh, something's 2010s, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, full disclosure. What year? 2010. Ted. Okay. Yeah. 2010. Full disclosure. We, uh, kind of made an announcement long time ago when we first started doing the podcast that at some point we'd like to do all of our favorite films, um, uh, as part of the run of the show, um, we the joke is always that the first episode was supposed to be Serenity, but um, technical technically issues. It was. Yeah, technically it was. Yeah, but technical issues um, yeah. uh, abounded, and it will never air. So um, <laughs> we will do that one eventually with Andrew. Um, so we did uh, Jurassic Park a few months ago. Uh, well, more than a few, I guess. I can't remember how long ago it was. It was after Christmas, I think. Uh, Jurassic Park for Sam. And this week, we are doing Scott Pilgrim for Corny. Now, I know Scott Pilgrim isn't streaming, so if you're listening to this, um, and sorry it's you late. Should own this movie. Uh, yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> I actually don't, believe it or not. Um, what? I know, I know. And, and Bizarro World, I actually own it in two mediums. So, uh, yeah. there we go. Uh, so... Uh, so if you haven't, uh, if you don't have a way of watching it, I'm sorry. Uh, we try not to do that. Um, but um, w- after waiting, what? How long have we been doing this podcast? Three and a half years. We figured it's probably not going to hit streaming. So it's corny's, yeah, corny's turn. Um, we just decided that. All right, let's just do corny's and um, move on. So zombie, zombie versus Andrews. So. <laughs> 
Man, Got that out of the don't way. don't bring that up. I'm still sore about the whole Power Ranger bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zombie Bruce. Uh, well, that's not on my top ten list. Oh, okay. We'll just say that. Is Although it is do, it your top ten movies about the Power Ranger? Is it is it in your top ten movies that deal with both zombies and rodents? Um, <laughs> no, actually, it's <laughs> there are. I yeah. can't, I can't, <laughs> There's probably like 10. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, there's got to be at least 10 of those somewhere. Um, so cool. I'm really excited to talk about this. And like we said with Sam, Corny. We're so excited. Where's the, if we all don't like it, you can't rage quit the podcast. So there you go. That's, uh, oh, I don't give a damn. that's your fair warning. Um, also, Corny <laughs> uh, did preface this yesterday. We spoke yesterday and he said, just going to go ahead and let you know that, uh, I watched this with the commentary, and I have all kinds of fun things to say about this. So I'm excited to hear, to 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 hear to kind of compare what uh, trivia I dug up compared to what he has. So, um, but if you have no idea what Scott Pilgrim versus the World is, like I did before it, um, before we actually rented it um, years ago, uh, I had no idea what this was. Um, if you're like that, then Andrew will uh, will clue you in and give you what probably IMDb says that it is. Scott Pilgrim must defeat his new girlfriend's seven evil exes in order to win her heart. Ah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Okay, yeah, oh, I'd oh, say so. Sure, okay. That's all that IMDb says. Well, thanks, pretty IMDb. Pretty much um, spot on. But, I mean, yeah. so... That little bit that Sean said. The one question that I've always wanted to know, Corny, is... Like, does every time she get a new boyfriend, does they do they have to do that? Uh, they that adds would... a list. Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. Yeah, because yeah. technically, you know, no, no, I yeah, I have to say no, just because you get to number seven, and you know, technically, the rest of them are still alive. So uh, no. Well, so that's my second question: Does he actually kill them, or do they respawn? Uh, <laughs> hilarious i mean um, i've he, always wondered because it's like let's let's be honest he commits seven murders and mm-hmm. in front of lots of people and no one seems to care so but it, is it murder if you burst in the coins well i guess yeah so that's what made me always think like like it, it made my brain think oh, i'm just gonna assume that they respawn because i mean let's, i mean that director would have been pissed had the star of the show chris evans uh actually died in a in a flaming uh, ball of um, <laughs> skateboardness, I think he would have been pissed. Uh, like, oh, well, there goes millions of dollars down the drain for this movie. It's like, oh, he'll respawn eventually. It's fine. He just needs to bubble hearth. You know, you know, his ghost needs to run back to its body. There we go. There's your Hearthstone reference. Um, wow, reference. He just needs to run back. Anyway, um, was this the first time viewing for Andrew or Sam? No. Was it yours? Yes, it was. Nice. Was it mine? Were you asking if it was mine? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, no. So the story behind this movie with me is that um, seven years ago, uh, Corny said, hey, I want to check out this movie on Redbox. It's called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It looks really funny. Can I come over and watch it? Sure, dude. Let's do that, and I'll cook some food, and we'll we'll watch it. And then we did. And we both loved it, and Corny literally drove from my house to Walmart and bought the movie. <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm not lying I mean, there, right? No, that's, that is not a. 
and I'm, fabricated story. And I, I think you that. actually watched it two more times that weekend. Well, um, um, that's probably true, and I've probably watched it, uh, including now, probably be twenty five times since uh, since the first time. Yeah, in the last seven years. So, yeah, and then tonight, or not tonight, Tuesday night when we uh, were uh, the night before we normally record Wednesday, uh, yeah, was my only my second time viewing the movie. Uh, I hadn't, I just hadn't watched it since then. Um, so essentially, you got me hooked on a drug and then left me. Sure, um, I think it's... think Pink has a song about this. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, I believe you. I can really. The, as soon as you said "Pink," the only song that came to mind was "You and Your Hand Tonight." <laughs> That's all I could think of. <laughs> Which is that's a great. Just it's a, it's a, hey, hey, that's a little too close to him. I know. I'm sorry, oh. but it's a great song. Oh. Uh, um, anyway, so I guess we'll do our normal intros for this for this part of the, the movie uh, or part of the podcast. You. Says well, yeah, sure. Says me, uh, Andrew. Hello, Sean. Hey, buddy. Uh, well, this is like I said, the first time I've seen this movie. And I am not going to lie, Corny, I didn't go into it with high expectations. That's fair. But, um, and I will say this, it took me probably to the end of the movie to realize that what I had just watched was awesome. <laughs> 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 because <laughs> when I started and as I was watching, I kept thinking, it's like being on an acid trip or something. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep up with this. And and I was questioning, is this real life? Is this in his mind? Is this a video game world? Is this another dimension? What is happening here? And then at the end of the movie, I thought, you know what? Just screw it. I I don't care what it was. I liked it. I thought it was done well. And I uh, thought the story was cool. I literally laughed out loud in some moments um, when Knives knocks on the door and says, is Scott here? And you see him leap through the window. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. I busted out laughing, and my wife was dozing beside me. And <laughs> he leaned over and smacked me and said, shh, I'm trying to sleep. Uh, but <laughs> moments like that, I just thought the movie was hilarious. Oh, that's one of the most brilliant moments of the movie. Um, <laughs> it's it kind of reminded me of, he uh, just left. of an older style slapstick in certain parts. Yeah. Yeah. No. I liked it. No, good. Good. Um, corny. Um, uh, because we're going to talk a lot about this. I'm just going to go say, uh, uh, obviously I've seen it a ton and not lost it yet, including the fact that I did watch it three more times this week. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more, but, uh, I guess if you just want my initial opinion, um, I'm going to say that uh, when we first watched it, Sean, it was up until the uh, first battle, and I was like, ah, I made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and then the first battle happened, and since that moment, I was like, what the hell did we just watch? But yeah. Awesome. Um, anyway, but yeah, let's, let's just move on, because I'll, I'll say nothing but good things, so let's just, let's just get through this. Okay. Sam? Sure. Um, this was quite possibly the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, didn't like it for, no, I'm just kidding. The, the assassin that I paid to kill Sam will actually make <laughs> No, what a, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And, um, my goodness gracious, um, 
it's it's hard to describe because I think Andrew got got closest with the acid trip idea. Whoever even thought of combining all these different things, I I want to know their thought process and how and what they took to to get their <laughs> mind to grasp the idea. What they took and and I I've seen this movie before, but watching it again today, there's so many great things to see in the background, so many different things to look. I mean, there, this is a movie you can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and still see something new and interesting. There are a few problems, which I will I will mention later on when we get into the nitty gritty. But overall, this is a this is a heck of a lot of fun. Um, I I think I've gotten to the point where I'm going to pretty much go see whatever Edgar Wright directs nowadays, because almost every single movie he's directed that I've seen, I have absolutely loved. So um, we'll see. All right, right on. Yeah. Yep. Um, How about you, Sean? Well, yeah, like I was just saying, I mean, this is only the second time I've seen this movie. Um, and frankly, like when I watched it with Corny seven years ago, I mean, I, I enjoyed the heck of it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was original and clever. You're taking a very kind of simple idea of boy likes girl. Boy has to win her heart, so to speak. And they mm. they portray it in the most unusual and frankly unique way <laughs> I've seen on film in a long time. Um, yeah. Cause that's what makes movies really great is when they show you something a little different, you know, and um, you know, uh, and I, I have to credit cause this is the same guy that directed hot fuzz, which we watched for the, for the um, podcast a while ago. Um, and he did the, you know, he did the Shaun of the dead, hot fuzz and the, the world's end trilogy. Um, and I loved Hot Fuzz. But you still haven't seen The World's End, right? The or or um, I haven't seen or, that one or Shaun of the Dead. Oh. And I need to. I know. And it's not because I don't yeah. want to. I just haven't. Um, but I, I, I had such a blast with this this time. And it was another one of those movies that caught me in the right mood. So, like, the last two weeks of work have been kind of stressful and not great. And, and then along comes this kind of silly... I mean, I know we did Blazing Saddles the week before, so we're basically doing two kind of farcical movies uh, in a row, um, mm -hmm. which is fine. And we've done we've done like hard R action flicks in a row multiple times. That's not a problem. Um, but it just hit me in the right mood. So yeah, the bit when Knives comes over and he jumps through the window, which is like one. You know, one foot tall, about like three feet wide, and he fits. Um, <laughs> and, he, and the roommate says, "Oh, he just stepped out." Like, and the play that was really clever because you see him, and then he he like closes the door, and then the camera steps to the side just so we could see the window as he dives through it. And then the roommate, Macaulay Culkin's brother, says, "Oh, he just stepped out." And then he see him running. He reaches back in, grabs his hat and jacket. And then runs down the street, and she kind of notices. I mean, it was it's, that stuff is clever. There was a lot of <laughs> other really clever moments in the movie. Um, um, but the other part that I, part fart the other part that I thought was great <laughs> that was a kind of an overarching kind of idea in the movie is that Scott Pilgrim, for the most part, wins his battles because he's smarter and more clever than his opponent. It, it's very rare mm -hmm. any of them is he a, because he's a better fighter um, than the other ones. You know, it, like he had to trick uh, Superman with the soy milk, and um, <laughs> he, he had to know. Oh, 
Do <laughs> Super I? Saiyan. Yeah, Super Saiyan. Yeah. Um, yeah, Super Saiyan Superman. Uh, level, I guess, Super Saiyan level one, really. He didn't have um, any electricity, so it would be one. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, there's your Dragon Ball Z reference for the episode. Um, that was for you, Sam. Um, Thank you. Because I know you never know what we're talking about when we talk about that. Um, no, I just thought the movie was so clever and funny, and it, it like encapsulates this kind of... It, it was funny. The movie was made in 2010, but it had a feel of like the mid-'90s of that kind of grunge whatever i'm depressed kind of feel you know like i know that we had a resurgence of that and they referred to it as emo back in the in mm-hmm. the mid aughts um with bands like my chemical romance and uh, other one things i can't think of where you know your black makeup and stuff and whatever and it doesn't matter and everything's dark and blah 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 blah, blah and i just don't my care. life sucks and what do you want to know what sucks? What everything he turns to eight sides <laughs> is the infinity, like uh-huh. stuff like that was super clever. So, no, I really enjoyed the hell out of this film, and I can't wait to really get into some of the things that I thought the movie did really well. Sorry, my cat, which isn't normally down here, wow. is, she's kind of freaking me out. Well, that cat's evil, so um, you know, halfway in, halfway out. What are you doing? She's like, my son has a pile of Legos on the floor down here, and she's just staring at him like. Do I build a weapon to kill Sean, or do I eat them, or do I puke on them? I can't figure out which one to do. Anyway, I'm sorry. All of the above. All of the above. It's a it's a <laughs> puking gun to recycle Legos into your eye sockets. That sounds uh, probably pretty accurate, actually, with my cat. Um. Anyway, no. So this movie, um, not my cat, but this movie. Um. Totally forgot Anna Kendrick was in this, and she's great. And mm-hmm. um. I was thinking there there was a, there were several kind of actor actresses that were kind of before they got big mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the girl from Parks was, and Rec or whatever? Was she in this? Yeah, uh, yep. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. <laughs> Her character cracked me up. <laughs> um, do you work everywhere? It's called a uh, yeah, it's called an urban job. Um, How are you doing that with your mouth? <laughs> that was the, one of my favorite parts too. How are you? Uh, doing? She's great. Oh man, she was so good. I loved her in uh, Parks and Rec. She's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I haven't got to see that. I, I never, never watched that one. Yeah, I haven't either, but I'm sure it's great. Um, oh, I forgot she was in uh, Monsters U too. Oh, she's in that new show Legion, the 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 X Men spinoff thing. Okay, neat. Anyway, um, cool. But yeah, it was. Well, Chris Evans, this was pretty close to Captain America, wasn't it? Ooh. When was... Oh, come on, really? Hello? When what? Who is... Is that me? I don't know. Uh, if you're hearing it, then that's good. That means it's not just me. Eh? All right. Yeah, I'm hearing it, too. Okay. What are you hearing? It's that that, 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 that little weird noise that, that was... That little snap, crackle, pop. Yeah, but if you're all hearing it, then that's good, because it means it's not just me, then. Maybe it's a, a phone or something. All right, we're past. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Um, at least we can't we can't blame it on Skype this time. Um, no. What was somebody saying about somebody? What? <laughs> oh, Chris Evans. Was this before he got big? Uh, I mean, well, this was ab- after. Yeah, this is post Fantastic Four, pre Captain America. Okay. 
because Iron Man was 08. In the process of getting bulked up. Yeah, you think? (laughs) Yeah, he had done Push at this point, um, which no one has seen, uh, but I want to do for the show because I flippin' love that movie. Um, Chris Evans, there he is. Uh, Yeah, Captain America was 11, 2011. So he was... Now, on the opposite hand, you had the Macaulay Culkin guy who had been big in the early 90s with his Home Alone movies. That's not the same dude. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. No, his brother. That's his brother. That's why I said it's his brother. Are they twins? No. Have you seen what Macaulay Culkin looks like now? He doesn't look anything like that. He's all skinny and awkward. Well, no, well, it has been since what 2010. Drugs. Yeah, it's yes, drugs. He's he's uh, <laughs> in a he's in another world. And puberty changes. Kieran Culkin is his name. He's actually, I think, a better actor than Macaulay Culkin. Ever I mean, been. he was in Home Alone, but not as Kevin McAllister. He was the he was, uh, the bad kid. He was one of the brothers or something. Fuller. Or yeah, that was his mm-hmm. name. Yeah, I can't see. Know that? He left, he, yeah, I love Home Alone. I can't sleep with Fuller. He went to the bed. Yeah, he was the bed. He's the kid I was drinking Coke. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, he's basically known for Scott Pilgrim, honestly. Um, he, I mean, he was a kid in some other movies, but for the most part, this is this is kind of it. So, not as famous as his brother, which is fine. Not everybody can be. Um. So yeah, no, not the same dude. But that's okay. Uh, this is our second, no, third Mary Elizabeth Winstead film. That is um, correct. And she would definitely be our North Carolina connection. Mm-hmm. Um, is she? Yeah, she was born in, uh, uh, Mount Pleasant? No, uh, um, um, not Mount Pleasant. Rocky Mount. I knew it was Mount. I was going to say Rockingham. I knew it was something Rocky. No, she's born in Rocky Mount, so. Yeah, you go for me. North Carolina. We do uh, we do uh, education, politics, and other things great around here. Yeah, and, and, and bathroom control, <laughs> bathroom police. Um, <laughs> sorry, couldn't do it. Couldn't help it. Um, anyway, so my another well, since we're kind of going down the list of fun cameos, uh, Mae Whitman as Roxy Richter with her weird banter. She plays. She voices Katara in the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Airbender really? series, yeah. The movie? No, the no, 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 not the movie. That was uh, Chloe. Oh, that great movie. That was such a good movie. Fantastic Sam, movie. Get the F out. No, she voices the. <laughs> she's the voiceover in the cartoon. Oh. Um, which is actually fantastic. Uh, what the movie? Again, the cartoon. I've said that three times oh. now. Sorry, I'm not listening to you. I know you're not. You never do. Like, why should we be? Uh, um... uh, I forgot. Brie Larson was in this. Um, for some reason, and she is an Oscar winner, and she's going to be Captain Marvel in the Avengers: Infinity War and the Which Captain Marvel movie? movie. She's um. Oh, Envy. she was Envy. She's Envy Adams. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we got we got a lot of really good uh little good cameos there, which was great. Um, I'm trying to think, Bill Hader as the voice. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. So, uh, like I, like Sean said earlier, I've been uh, watching commentary and other random things like that. So, uh, after the first five, six times, I finally popped in the commentary disc the first time. And uh, that was Bill Hader. 
This was back when he's still doing Saturday Night Live stuff, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It didn't sound like him at all. I thought that was pretty impressive. What? Who is he? Who's the voice? I forgot. Uh, Bill Hader. He does the uh, Stefan character. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, now again. Um, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to contain my my nerd. Uh, no, no, please let it let it out, man. You just you excuse me while you whip this out. Um, you. By the power invested me by Governor J. Lepetamine. Uh, All right. Um. So this movie, uh, as, as I'd like to to go ahead and start this this uh, rambling mm-hmm. uh, love fest. Uh, it, for me, it's like the perfect video game movie, or the perfect. Actually, I'm sorry, perfect uh, comic book movie. Um, this is actually what I wish other movies would do. Um, I know we've got the 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 beauty that is Marvel and the the shit pile that is DC. But um, in all honesty, it, it takes, you know, video or well, it takes video game concepts and the comic concepts and integrates them, I think, incredibly well. And I know it's, it's obviously more farcical than um, the, the Marvel and the DC stuff. But um, when you can punch someone and explode in the coins and it still makes sense, I think you're doing something right. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the great part about that is, after you know the person explodes in the coins, the reality of this actually doesn't pay for what I need comes into play, and that's what I like about this movie. Right. I guess we'll talk about that more and more, but um, for every silly thing that happens, something reasonable happens right after it, and I love that, uh, and it keeps that pretty accurate. But um, anyway, uh, that's uh, I guess I'll just throw my little interjection in there. No, no, please, I, I want more of those. Um. Uh. Sorry, I gotta get back to my script here. Um, show notes. Uh, I love the the intro cards for each person. Just like again, it's like an RPG. Um, oh, by the way, I, I know people are probably listening, going, "You really for the intro? You didn't cap the Universal Studios intro <laughs> music?" Um, I did capture it. I have it. I didn't play it simply because I was kind of afraid that YouTube would kick us off for friend, for a copyright infringement. Uh, they've done it before, but just in case you were wondering, I got a little bit of it here. All right, there you go. So, uh, I think that might, I might make that my ringtone for whenever one of you guys call. I like that idea. I tried that. It really doesn't ring loud enough. Doesn't work? No. Well, Well, I mean, it works. I I can signal boost some stuff, but anyway. Um. (laughs) Oh, fun fact. Um. They they did that for a test audience mm-hmm. and um, people loved it so much they kept it because they, they totally had something they were totally going to use the uh, the regular one or something else and then um, uh, uh, they just did it as a as a test group and I don't know why but I'm always a fan of when movies can integrate the title card of like the main production company within <laughs> the movie with. With something relating to the movie, yeah, yeah like Armageddon, it shows it's universal, and then the letters go by, and then the, and then twenty sixty eight million years ago, a comet blew up the planet, you know, or Universal does uh, the same one for Serenity, right? The the words fly by, and then the spaceships come off the planet, and they do. I that. like the one that they did with Pitch Perfect, and they uh, the acapella version. Yeah, it was the same opening, but it's yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, I wish I'd have had that. And the one they did with that uh, porn that one time. Oh, um. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that one. Okay, um, just and, big mega dicks. And there's some other ones that I can't think of off the top <laughs> of my head, but um, 
Universal Dildo Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but those real are thing. always those are always great. I, I like that kind of stuff. Wait, is that a real thing? I made you think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous now. Um, Andrew, if your your life had a face, I would punch it. Nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I I the writing in the movie I think is just clever and funny, and because of stuff like that, like. I was almost in tears when when Scott is this mopey kid and he goes to the party to meet to see the girl of his dreams and he says, "Have you seen this girl?" And he draw, pulls up a cardboard drawing that looks like what my son did, and <laughs> and he's like, "Have you seen this girl?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's Ramona Flowers." And I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. Um. Just that, all that stuff I just thought was clever. Um, the movie, I just, I, I like movies that are clever like that, um, which I've said a thousand times. Um, not sure acoustic guitars sound like that, but okay. Um, oh, you can, um, um, I mean, I know sorry, you can I, put I, it I through knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah. So, um, in, in preparation of that, because I did my homework, um, I like to point you towards the guitar player for Cake, whose guitar is very, very crunchy like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know you can still. I mean, you can still put an acoustic through pedals. Just most reasons why you have an acoustic is to make it sound like an acoustic. I mean, you know, Very true. you know what I'm Very saying? True. Like, if you want it to sound different and distorted, then you buy an electric. Um, yeah, but there's also that weird sound you get. You know, it just depends. And they're an indie band, and they're also from Canada, so they know. Maybe either. they couldn't afford it. Yeah, I mean, because he couldn't even afford the bus ride with. The the coins he got from defeating uh, Patel. Um, uh, uh, weird. What? LOL. Weird. With oh, the laugh track. The the um. All the um. The Seinfeld bit Seinfeld was bit? one of the probably my least favorite bits of the movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Because I agree. that actually took me out of the movie, which is I know hard to think about a movie where guys killing people with his forehead and making them burst in the coins. Um. It didn't seem right. It did, you know, if they would have used something from a video game or something like that, I don't yeah. know. But like the, the little dog laughing at him or something from Duck Hunt or, you know. Uh, you don't know, yeah. I got you. Like, because yeah. the, the whole movie we've established, we're, we're either a comic book world or video game world because they, they do yeah. things from both. Um, or I guess in anime. And also out of nowhere, we get the bass rip from Seinfeld and then people are <laughs> laughing at things. I'm like, what? What? I remember even being confused when I saw it the first time with you, Corny, and it and it's still yeah, kind of, <laughs> it's still a little jarring. It's because it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I remember the look on your face when they were doing the scene where um, they're talking to Scott, and they go from what the three scenes uh, back to back, where you know what are we doing, and then all of a sudden they're outside, yeah, and then you finish yeah. the statement, they're inside another building, and you looked at me like, what the hell just happened? Right. And uh, speaking of that, there's a, there's a great video on YouTube uh, by Nerd Writer who talks about the transitions in this movie and how great they are. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you know, Edgar Wright is the master of transitioning and not only transitioning to different things, but showing movement along with it. And it, it really is. Oh yeah. Uh, pr pretty impressive. Um, when they, when you boil it down to the, those specific scenes of how he's able to do that and keep it coherent is just, uh, it's pretty amazing. Oh no, you're, you're definitely right. I mean, that stuff, I always take flag for this, but I don't really care. One of, I don't know if, I don't think I put it in my top 10. I can't remember. But 
it might be top 15, top 20 films of all time is The Fifth Element. And we did it for the show. And I know that I think Chad and Sam didn't like it. But one of my it's not favorite... that we didn't like it. I don't think we just did. I don't think we loved it. Which is fine. Again, it's a weird movie. And though they're actually re, um, re-releasing it in theaters um, as part <laughs> of a kind of let's gain um, excitement for the new Valerian movie that's coming out, uh, which... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Luke Besson film or Besson because he's French, and um, you're Luke Besson. Anyway, um, I actually kind of want to go see it in the theater because uh, that's. What I that don't know. What you want to go see the Fifth Element in the theater? Yeah, you know, no, that's yeah. fine. I'm not asking you guys to go. I'm saying I might want to go. Um, uh, but my point is, is showing those theaters down in your neck of the woods. I don't know. It might not. It might not be too. It might not be hip enough. Um, I will say this. I enjoyed the hell out of when the three of us, sorry, Andrew, uh, went and saw Return of the King, the extended version of the theater. All oh, the three, yeah, all three and a half hours of that in a theater. Um, that was fun Ooh. as hell, but that was a long time to sit in a theater. God, it was a rough night. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. I, we didn't, we didn't know you yet, Andrew. <laughs> it's okay. I cry myself to sleep. It's all right. That's okay. We actually did know you. I'm, I'm teasing. But. You know what sucks? <laughs> Everything. Everything. Um, what was I saying? Oh, my point was is that the transitions I like in the Fifth Element. Speaking of transitions, when we're we're getting two sides of the same story, so like it shows her and she says something. He goes, "What do you mean they're not there?" And then it shows, you know. Then it goes over to Gary Oldman saying something like, "You know, you know, empty, as in the opposite of full." And the guy says, "Well, where are they?" And then she explains where they are, and then he goes back to him, and like it kind of back and forth like that. Oh yeah, um, I, I thought that's really clever, which is one of the things I like about that movie. And that's not what this movie did, but that was what Sam was saying is that I think that the transitions are great because he's you know he's walking, and all of a sudden, boom, you're into a, a new place, and it didn't matter. We didn't need to see what happened between then and there, and the fact that. He basically finishes a sentence, and you know hours have passed. It didn't matter. It was still kind of funny. Where, what, what are we doing? We're going out, Scott. And then all of a sudden they're out. Where are we going? We're going to the party. Why? And then they're in the party. What am I doing here? Like, <laughs> it's like he's not even aware of the passage of time, almost, which is kind of funny. Um, I love that. Uh, yeah, well, and and on that same note, Sean, um, a movie that I, I really enjoyed, the Moulin Rouge movie, um, kind of has this frenetic feel to it as well, but it loses it over the course of the movie, and by the end, it's not as, I don't know if they just lost steam or what, but this movie kept that energy all the way from the beginning all the way to the end, and it was just a, a complete, <laughs> complete drug-filled, hypnotic... <laughs> vision that um i just you know it's it's it it blows you away if you're not expecting it prepare for the league of evil exes i love chris <laughs> evans voice that this. voice was incredible <laughs> like, yeah. you know, no, okay, bro. I'll get you up. <laughs> Boom. uh well it was funny because when he was gonna help him up he got rid of the voice oh man i'm sorry you're right hey let's go get a coffee really no and then he turns back into hulk hogan Andrew, hey, I saw way, that uh, you. Uh, Sean, unmute- uh, sorry, Sam became uh, several characters for me. Uh, he was Lucas Lee for a while after he punches uh, Scott again, what? Uh, and then um, <laughs> and then he became. Uh, 
uh, uh, Jason Schwartzman's <laughs> character, uh, Kenny Graves at the end. Just, you know, and a guy who means well, but then does like something evil, just you know, out of out of spite. Wait, who? Whose character? Oh, uh, um, G-Man at the end. I was thinking, Sam. yeah. There were several. I kept seeing Sam in these. Right, right. These I couldn't. I couldn't remember who he was. I've, have we seen? I him put before? chips in all of my, uh, all of my girlfriends' necks. Oh sure. Is that how? Oh, I'm gonna tell um, you, got uh, Kimberly. Hey, Mary, really? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just making fun of him. Was that you want to hear something creepy? Sure. Uh, uh, the the comic book plot was actually to uh, kidnap Ramona and make uh, her part of his frozen or part of his uh, frozen girlfriend collection. So. Uh, no, that's glad we didn't see that. Yeah, that is creepy. Andrew, you unmuted yourself a few minutes ago, didn't you? Didn't you? What were you going to say? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, then chime back in if you remember. Good talk. Yeah, it's good talking with you, pal. Yeah, just suck it, Sean. Oh, sorry. I was at a bus stop and I saw a cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um,. <laughs> Mark that off on your bingo cards, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that one would make it or not. Maybe. I don't know. I did write, uh, it just hit oh. me that Scott has to fight Captain America, Superman, and Katara from Avatar. Um, <laughs> and then Hello. and then I wrote that, um, and then he also has to fight the uh, the string instrument guys from Kung Fu Hustle. Um, I just, that part reminded me of that. that and, was, now, I will say that was the one fight I was like, this it didn't live up to my expectation. I wish it would have been longer. I, I, but... Well, it's just like you know these types of movies. Each fight should subsequently be harder and harder and harder, and it just seemed, I don't know, it just seemed easy to to beat them, especially being twins. Yeah, I think two people. Yeah. I think they were just trying to move the movie along. Yeah, and get to the boss. Yeah, they. Yeah, it was a lot of sub bosses. I um. I don't know. I kind of thought it was neat, but I mean, I, I like the idea. And again, that reminded me a lot of the um, Kung Fu Hustle bit. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it didn't bother me. I thought it was kind of cool, but I, yeah, maybe a little more. I don't know. It just seems strange that this little indie punk band could summon the 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 gremlin to defeat the, the mighty Uzuru. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. To uh, to, to eat the dragon. Um, and it was interesting right. that. It had the dragons, like the the things that they had created, actually had weight and mass, and that when they crashed on them, it actually killed them. I just thought that was really interesting. Um, <laughs> oh, out of curiosity, Sam, uh, because the, uh, the the comic uh, version uh, is that uh, Scott actually fights both of them. They kick his ass um, because they they captured uh, uh, Allison Pill's character, um, the drummer, uh, yeah. So uh, they've got her kidnapped and whatnot, and he goes to save her, and they kick his ass, and then she says that uh, Ramona has actually disappeared at this point, so like she's been gone for a while. Uh, would you have rather seen, uh, I guess, another scene where he gets his ass kicked? Because we just had that with... Uh, Brandon I mean, Routh's kind of character, with, yeah. Yeah, with Brown and Routh. And so I, I think it's kind of a good idea that they didn't do that based on the fact that you know he's already got his ass kicked once. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just... I mean, maybe I was I was just expecting fighting, not music fighting. I don't know. It was just it was it it always throws me at a different angle with that one. 
That's true. Um, I can see that. Like, I mean, there's basically, I sometimes I have a hard time in, in the Scott Pilgrim world knowing what the rules are. <laughs> there are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a little hard to f- figure out, That's you know, okay, I guess bands can kill each other with music. Um, well, it is Battle guess, of the Bands, but, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just, it, it throws me the wrong way. Not that it's bad. It's just that if it came earlier in the fight, it might have, it might have worked better. True. You know, like if, you know, same thing with the Chris Evans uh, death, I thought was way too easy. Um, I, I just think it would, it should have been harder to kill someone well, like him. Well, like I said, he, again, he, um, Michael Sarah had to outwit, and he basically knew his weakness. He he's a vain, arrogant sob, and he knew that mm-hmm. he could trick him into doing this thing that would probably kill himself if all he had to do was say there are girls watching, and then he's oh, somebody give me that doesn't scream Sam. I don't know what does. Yeah, so <laughs> I uh, I I didn't have a problem with that. Um, because he did get his butt kicked, and I thought it was really funny when he um, he gets punched and he crashes through the uh, the fake background of the New York skyline. That's <laughs> kind of a joke at the fact that like every movie that's actually supposed to be New York is filmed in Toronto, <laughs> um, which I thought was pretty funny. So, um, yeah, that stuff didn't bother me uh, um, uh, because you're gonna you're gonna get plenty of actual fighting later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the Patel fight was pretty good. I mean, that one started off pretty strong. So if each mm-hmm. one was, you know, super intense, I think they were going to run out of ideas eventually. Um, one of the things that this movie does for me, like a lot, is that it proves that you can make an anime in real life <laughs> and make it work. No, you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, why do we have to have shit films like the Dragon Ball movie? When you can make this movie, I mean, you've proven that you can make that movie work, and do mm-hmm. wire work and flying and running with and your arms outstretched and have your eyes smoke and um, things like and make it look cool, right? Yeah, but I there's, mean, there's a coolness factor to this entire movie that's like, I don't know how Edgar Wright did it, but he just he made this wimpy little nerves. kid, you know, look like someone who can beat up a Chris Evans, right? Um, yeah. and <laughs> vegan police. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just cruising through the uh, IMDb uh, uh, page of uh, of uh, basically people who were um, uh, cameos, and the vegan police guy cr- cracked me up. Which, by the way, not the Punisher guy who was the vegan police, but the other guy next to him who reads off the laundry list of of crimes. He's our he's our uh, Star Trek connection, by the way. Oh, okay. Anyway, I didn't know where he was from. Um, you, we've seen him more recently in the Pacific Rim. He was the guy behind the big desk that pushed all the buttons that made the Gypsy Danger go from digital to analog, things like that. Oh, oh damn all right. right. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the other things I really liked about the movie, and not just a specific part, but like as a as a theme, is that they're making fun of hipsters. Um, they're making fun of several groups of people in this movie, which I think is great. And one of them is the hipsters, right? Like when, when they, when they finish, they get finished seeing, seeing the, uh, the, 
the Natalie, whatever. The, the Clash of Demon Head. The Clash of Demon Head. And the guy says, they're better live. Like, that's <laughs> such a hipster thing to say. Um, and then you have... Oh, and uh, you got Como at... Um, yeah. And he's all, all his bits. Um, yeah, like... Oh, the theater. Yeah, he's the thing... Because he, he says two different things. Well, I think he one says is like... Well, the comic book is the better. The comic book is better, which is making fun of this movie. Yeah. And then um, uh, their first album is better than their first album. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, their first album. Yeah, again, such hipster things to say. And, um, of course, we have to go to a CD shop or they have to do go to, a, like, a Starbucks. I mean, like, everything in this movie is just kind of making fun of hipster guys. And I think that's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, not so much as, like, making straight fun of dirty hippies. Or, or, are, you, or, are you having a get-off-my-lawn moment? No, 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 no. No, technically, all of us except Sam are millennials. So, I mean, I can't even really say dirty millennials. Cause I'm an we're, Xer. Uh, yeah, you're a Gen Xer, but the rest of us are millennials, um, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, that sounds jerks. dirty. I'm an Xer. You coffee-drinking... Don't drink coffee. Mustache. Don't have one Nerf of Nerve Goat-having... What did you say? Goat-having? Did you say I had a... Millennial... Crash. Your internet broke up. Did you say I have a goat? I believe that was corny. That's called you a goat herder. Oh. No, I said nerf herder. He said nerf herder. You nerf said herder. mustache the wearing goat having goatee goatee having. Okay. Oh, goatee having. <laughs> like I, I could have swore I heard the word goat too. Yeah, I was like, where are you going with the goat, Sam? Let's make sure we're still keeping this. I mean, uh... When you say goat, that gets Andrew going. Oh uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah, you millennials are all root. Stop it! <laughs> oh my root! I tell you, root. Oh. Get off my yard! Yeah, you so that is spelled R U I N T, right? Because uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I did that, that meme earlier. I just want to make sure it's right. Yeah, get root. Oh, that's great. Root. Um, <laughs> uh, vegan police. I love that they're making fun of vegans, which is great. He's a vegan, so basically he's better than you. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm not going to lie. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian who listened to the show, that's great. You do your I thing. I can't believe you made it so long. I, I, I have no problem with people who are that, but I get I get annoyed, and I'm glad I don't really have this these types of people in my life because I would uh, excommunicate them from my life immediately if they always mm-hmm. talked like what movies make them out to be. You know, like... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like movies and TV make vegans and vegetarians out to be like, just because I'm eating a hamburger, that means that you have to hate me or something like that. You know, like they they always have this air of uh, I'm better than you because I'm not eating anything that had a face or something. Face, yeah. And um, and I love that they're making fun of it. So he gets special powers because he's a vegan and he's better than you. <laughs> that just cracked me up. I just love it. Uh and corny, I have to ask. I mean, did, did it kind of annoy you when when he starts the bass off and the letter D is flying by, but he's not hitting a it D? It was note? immediately. B. We talked about that as soon as, as the first yeah. time we watched this. I was like, "That's not a D." Yeah, it's a B. And yeah. uh, I, I even went as far as I think I went upstairs and grabbed my um, tuner from my euphonium and came down and was like, "Oh yeah, you're right, it's a B." And then you're like, "Actually, it's a B plus a couple of cents." Anyway. Perfect pitch and things. Yeah. Oh, um, so uh, speaking of music stuff, actually, I uh, considering that you know I'm just in love with this movie in general. I'm actually really impressed that everybody who played an instrument had to learn how to play said instrument. Yeah, right. Um, and I actually was like, 
I mean, it's going well beyond because we've seen tons of movies. I mean, hell, uh, Blazing Saddles last week got a trombone player playing stuff, just moving the slide up and down. That's it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, that was, you know, 40 years in the past, but. Um, yeah, but people still yeah, fake stuff. Trombones have changed since then. <laughs> no, no, they, no, they haven't. <laughs> um, Other than the addition of a bell, yeah, some some several years ago, or some no, um, valves for some weird reason, but yeah, no. But I thought it was really impressive that they did that, uh, and so you know, people playing instruments in the scene were actually playing that instrument. And well, and Scott Sarah is Scott Sarah <laughs> or Michael Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> he, that's the name of this episode yeah he's an actual exceptional bass go. player so like he could actually play the bass and so some of the trivia i was reading is that he actually kind of had to like dumb it down for the rest of the guys in the band because he was outshining them basically <laughs> uh which is funny i think it's funny no you're you're not wrong corny and 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 sam and, and andrew will agree i think i think when it, because all four of us are music people, whenever we see bad music in movies, we all cringe. Mm-hmm. You know, like direction, you, with directors, oh. you know, you could always tell when someone's directing a band and they don't know what they're doing. Right. When they got some actor that was never uh-huh. in music and they're just flapping their arms and it's like. I think hey. the thing that bothers me the most is we, as musicians, are cheap enough that we would be consulted for free. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Let me show you how to conduct a three. Yeah, you know? yeah. Let me show you how to do it, and then or at least you, the downbeat. Let's get the downbeat right. You got, but it makes you sad to think there. that there isn't one music nerd on a film set that couldn't just say. I mean, in Hollywood, maybe things are so structured that intern guy doesn't get a chance to jump up and say, "This isn't how you would do it." But yeah, I mean, on the on the on the Oof. local small shit that I've you know worked on. If we ever would have had something like that, I would have been like 100%. That's wrong. Um, but anyway, it's fine. Whatever. Um, oh, there are very few not... movies that get it right. Mr. Holland's Opus got it right. That's about it. Um, <laughs> oh, and, oh, I had a question for Andrew. Um, August Rush didn't do that. Go ahead. Uh, that's true. Corny. Uh, so uh, how, how much do you remember um, that, that wonderful 2000 movie, um, Drumline? Uh, you had Orlando Jones uh, uh-huh. conducting. I I watched that in the theater with my friend Brian, and uh, as soon as that came on, he looked at me, and apparently I, I almost vomited. It was <laughs> quite honestly one of the worst things ever. And didn't that, a lot of kids would go see that, and that's what they expected in band. Yes. You know, they'd, they'd get to band and be like, man, this is... Yeah, and I don't have to learn how to read music, and... I can just listen. I, I was a percussion instructor, which again I don't know why. Uh, for like a couple years after that, and it was like pulling teeth. Like guys, you got to be able to read the music put in front of you. Yeah. No, we'll just listen to you play it, and then we'll learn it that way. It's like no, that's mm-hmm. not how it works. No. They're like, oh yeah, well, yeah, it works that or, way. I'm like, we'll no, just make it up. Oh, we'll just make it up. Yeah, I hate I. I yeah, don't get me started <laughs> on that. Well, it's funny you mentioned that very thing. So I was in. No, I wasn't in. Sorry, I ran sound for uh, a, a local Christian rock band uh, with um, our good friend Steve Everett. Um, um, nice. Name. name drop? Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Steve Everett. I was the sound guy for the band that he was in with some other friends. Uh, and um, where was I going with this? Shit. 
This old man moment. Wow. <laughs> I, got, I was the old man. I already. got totally distracted by Sam's Facebook thing that he just sent. Um, what were we literally just talking about? Why would I bring up Steven? I don't even know. Directing. This is awful. Wow. All right. Mr. <laughs> Crap. I got to like go back and listen to the audio. What were we talking about? Oh, my gosh. Um, Drumline. Drumline. That's it. Up. Drumline. That's the thing. So we had a guy in the band. His name was Chris, and um, he was the lead guitar player. And Chris was the a drummer in the drumline at his high school and could not read music. Legit couldn't read music, and he was the lead guitar player in the band. And so the way that they would teach him the song is, in you know how in that, that in that movie where Nick Cannon can like slow down the beats and stuff in his mind, Chris could do that, mm-hmm. like legit, like he could watch a YouTube hadn't been invented yet, but let's say someone took a video camera to a concert, and it just showed the guy's hands playing the guitar. He could look at it once and then play it note for note. And I remember being at a practice back when I would actually go to their practices for whatever reason, he would, they would say, hey, Chris, we need you to play a third here. He was like, well, I don't know what that means. Oh, sorry, play harmony. Okay. Like he knew what a harmony meant, but he didn't know what a third or a fifth or any of that stuff was. So anyway, it does exist, but the point is, is that movie sucks. Anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay, so we're here. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Corny, I'm going to hijack your uh, show for just a minute. Um, so speaking of music... Um, whenever I hear a, a soundtrack, a film soundtrack that is so close to another movie that I consider it kind of a ripoff, I have to say something. I feel, I feel obligated, obligated, that's not a word, obligated or honor bound. Jeez, <laughs> I'm tired guys. Been in the car for six and a half hours today. Um, to, to say something. So Sam and I, and of course everybody else, we all love the movie. How to Train Your Dragon, right? Fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. And John Powell, the composer, should have won an Oscar for that film. It was wonderful. I've said that many times. And uh, so just just in case you've forgotten what what that is, let's just take a moment to uh, remind ourselves how great that film, that, that score is. Right? That wasn't How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) this is how to train your dragon (laughs) so I'm going to play it one more time the other one Well, see, now that wasn't a dotted eight sixteenth. That was a straight eighth note. So yeah, yeah, that's not a ripoff. Yeah, that's basically the um, <laughs> that's that's what Vanilla Ice said about um uh, what's his name uh, under pressure. Da, da, and, da, uh, da, 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 it, it, yeah. All, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Right? Is da, 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 versus da, yeah. Da, da. yeah, and he lost. Really? So, um, how to train your dragon? <laughs> however, is seventeen or so years newer than that movie. The movie that I just played, the first one, the uh, that one, that's yeah. from Space Jam. Huh. Yeah. Ooh. So I I was watching, that movie was on in the night, I was watching it with my wife, and it's when Bill Murray comes in to save the day, and they need Michael to do the big dunk at the end, and that, that music played, that rip 
played right when Murray passes him the ball to do the dunk. And I'm like, we both looked up from our tablets and said, holy shit, that's from How to Train Your Dragon. So either <laughs> John Powell is a fan of that movie and decided to uh, to take a little bit of a little rip uh, off there, or maybe he's just a total coincidence. But yeah. So anyway, huh. I had to play it. So there you go. Man, what um, if we got John Powell fired from other? <laughs> well, I, I, I still say the most egregious is um, the Pirates of the Caribbean ripoff of Gladiator. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's almost that is quite literally note for note. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what I'm talking both about. Hans Zimmer? No. So Hans wrote. Um, as soon as I said Hans, I want to go booby. That's from Die Hard. Um, <laughs> He did Gladiator. Klaus Bladelt, who is kind of a Hans protege, did Pirates. And then when Disney was like, hey, Hans, we want you to do the rest of the films because these movies are going to make a lot of money, then they brought him on to do the rest. So um, it's fine. Um, Anyway, Uh, back to this movie. Um, I'm actually kind of running out of my show notes. Corny, is there anything else you want to talk about before I do clips? Okay. So... um, um well, oh, each, yeah, I did ask a quick run of each, uh, each evil X. Okay. Um, so I, I did find it interesting and I didn't really notice it the first two times I watched it, even though I should have, but the, there is a number indication of every X and every, mm-hmm. every scene somewhere. Um, and the, uh, idea of the sexy phase, uh, still makes me laugh out loud every time I, yeah, <laughs> my question is, a sexy phase. my question is, did she orgasm to death? Yes, that is exactly what happened. Nice. That is, that is not an opinion. That is exactly what happened. From the, from the back of her knee? Yeah. yeah. So it turns out that that scene was actually uh, an amalgamation of uh, new, cre- new creation. And uh, it was actually Scott. Uh, so the, the original scene in the comic book is um, Brie Larson's character, Envy, fighting Ramona. And Scott knew about that, so he does the poke thing. And another great thing about all these fight scenes, they they rip panels exactly the same way they happen. So where Scott, you know, lifts up his finger and pokes uh, Roxy in the back of the leg, uh, it's the same thing where he pokes Envy in the back of the leg in the comic book. So uh, yes, uh, orgasm and exploded. Yes, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> this is why I've only had like three girlfriends, because two of them exploded. Yeah. Okay. So it's a service oh. to society to not to not off too many more, right? That, that's right. Oh, uh, so um, if, oh, in one last <laughs> thing, you're pretty high on yourself oh, if you're Chris. saying you're making girls <laughs> orgasm to death. Let's just be honest with you. Most men don't know how to do that. I mean, I ain't most men. Uh, you're well. You're right. <laughs> oh, uh, anybody want to <laughs> anybody want to go down the lane of how much people cost? How much people? Oh, how much money that they uh, when they burst in the coins? Yeah, uh, are you in, are you in the human trafficking? What's going on? I was like, what? <laughs> well, this is cheap shit reviews. We got to make our money somehow. Oh wow! So, oh lord, this got weird. I'm terrible. All right, so Matthew Patel was two dollars and forty cents. Right, uh, and then um, Lucas Lee uh, didn't see the amount of money, but he got two thousand points. Um. Oh, I thought you were pulling this up from like some some. Uh, I'm going to have to find out. There's got to be an actual. actual money list. Yeah, Don't I'm, I'm looking for that. I couldn't find it. I've been searching for that while doing this podcast. Okay. Um, 
because because each one basically is a thousand points in relationship to which X they are. Um, True, but it's a uh, oh actually okay. I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, the the graphic book. Okay, I'll do that one. So Matthew Patel is actually two dollars and ten cents in the book. Um, Lucas Lee actually ends up being almost fourteen dollars. Uh, Roxy Richter um, doesn't do that, but uh, he gains like his little power of love sword or some other crap like that. Scott has learned the power and, of love or achieved yeah. the power of love. Yes, and then um, maybe she calls twenty four ninety five. Not quite sure. Uh, the Katayanagi twins. Uh, Kyle was seventy nine ninety five. Ken was seventy four ninety five. Uh, he oh. got a twin bonus for two dollars for defeating both of them. Uh, Nega Scott, um, you just had to deal with that. And <laughs> Gideon go, Graves just was, go and hang out. He's uh, just a cool dude. Seven million seven hundred seventy thousand seven hundred seventy seven dollars. That's funny. Wow. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait! Did I find it? No. Never mind. I thought I found it. Uh. Oh yeah, I found. Oh, it just, just says unknown. Gideon was thirty five dollars and ninety five cents. Nega Scott would have been twelve sixty. Kyle and Ken. Kyle. Kyle and Ken. Okay. Uh, Kyle was fourteen ninety five. Ken is eighteen ninety five. Did you just read these? I was looking um, at the graphic novel side of it, but yeah, I, I see yeah. where you are. Roxy Richter was twenty four ninety five. Um. <laughs> Todd Ingram. I skipped him. Uh, Fifteen ninety five. Plus, uh, in, in the, in the comic, he got an extra life. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah fifteen ninety five extra life. Envy was two sixty. Oh, he kills Envy. Ooh, <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. When they replaced remote or uh, yeah. Roxy Richter for Envy in the yeah, uh, nice And then Lucas Lee is thirteen ninety five. You also get a Mithril skateboard, which is a joke. It disappears before the players can even touch it. <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> it's it's obviously from the game. That's actually from the video game. Anyway, yeah, in the, the book, Scott can't use he gets the skateboard and can't use it. That's hysterical. Unlike um, other again, uh, another great thing about that, because in other video games, everything you get you can use. I need to forward you, and you all appreciate this. It's like a hundred uh video game logic bits. It's really funny. You know, it's like falls from a you know, gets burned to death, can be revived by defibrillator, you know, things like that. So um Cool. All right. Anything else? No. You sure? Huh? Yeah, I think we're good. Tropes I just wrote. Video game, comic, and anime. That's all I wrote, because what else can you write? All right. Here we go. Trippy, or not tropes. Clippy time. Clippy, clippy, clip. I'm going to play this just one more time, because this is fun. Oh, that didn't work. Why didn't that work? Did you guys hear anything? Uh -oh. Nope. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. There it is. That's why. Like, I got real scared. Okay, uh, clip one. Not clip one, but there's this. Okay, sorry. I had to. Um, uh, all right, clip number one. Hey, Nav. This is my cool gay roommate, Wallace Wells. Hi. He's gay. Oh, do you know who my class is gay? Yes. Does he wear glasses? Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the fact that he has to share a bed with his gay roommate. Oh, that's too funny. And again, they're kind of making fun of gays, which is really funny because all he wants to do is, like, movies always portray gays as just all they want to do is just meet dudes and have sex. Like, that's all they want to do. Um, have you heard the, uh, I think it was uh, 
Louis C.K. talk about the, I think it was him, some comedian talk about his experience with a gay guy. He said, I knew this guy was trying to, was trying to screw me. And he said, by the end of the story, he's like, so what it boils down to is there was once a gay guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like his bit about airplanes. He has a good bit about airplanes. Um, Scott Pilgrim backstory. I forgot what this means. Uh, again, I pulled these clips like six, five days ago, four days ago. So here we go. Backstory. And you definitely don't want to listen to them. Oh, I heard them so much. Yeah. I hearted them too until they signed to a major label and the lead singer turned into a total bitch and ruined my life forever. But that's just me. <laughs> All right. Backstory. Um... Uh, I wrote fake high school girlfriend. Uh, gee, I wonder what this is. Then you should break up with your fake high school girlfriend. I've never been so sure about something. Then you should break up with your fake high school girlfriend. What's that? Then you should break up with fake I'm not getting it, friend. You're thinking of juggling two chicks. Not even. Well, you should break up with your fake high school girlfriend. Wait, who told you? Wallace, duh. He's not even conscious. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And like, like, how does just, he even do that? <laughs> and like, the other thing that's funny is we've we've already heard it several times in the even in these clips where like, like motions are given noises. So like in this, hey, no. he's he's gay. Oh, do you want to know who my class is gay? Nope, I missed it. Sorry, here it is. This is my cool gay roommate Wallace Wells. Hi. Like the noise of the car. There's not a car driving by. It's him waving. So like when he. When she when she says the whole bit about the girlfriend, and you hear the cash register in the background. It's just him looking at Wallace, and they do that throughout the whole movie, and it's fantastic. I love it. Um, what's the web address for Amazon dot co um. uh, or ca? Anyway, yeah, Amazon dot co. Oh, sorry, uh, I did want to say this one fact: the uh, the scene where he does the signature and tosses the box. Yeah. Signature is fake. However, it takes 39 times on that take. Yeah. But he actually does throw it over his head into the uh, trash can. Yeah. Like, that's a real shot. Uh, I'm trying to think if you stole that from my trivia. Yep, you did. Thanks. I uh, did not steal it from your trivia. No, I but it's that. in my trivia, so I just have to scratch that one off because Corny's a bastard. All right, here we go. Number three. <laughs> or number four. Hey, so can this not be a one-night stand? For one thing, I didn't even get any. That was a joke. What did you have in mind? <laughs> That's funny. You know, when I stand the things. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I don't know what would have happened if, if that would have happened. Like, you're sitting in bed with the chick and she's, you know, it's like, oh, Lord, no more. And you're like, okay, sure. I think my, my brain would have melted. Yeah, you would have just rage quit like her. Rage quit. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, Sam's bounce side comes to the front. Um, I, uh, Corny, which band is the one you don't like to be in? <laughs> which is the one that you're always complaining about? It's not Black Coffee. Which is the one you're always complaining about? Uh, I think they all listen. So, uh, oh, so never mind then. If they all listen, then this isn't. This has nothing to do with you. Uh, he actually enjoys all of them a lot. Okay, so then, yeah. so actually, we'll do this one because um, uh, Sam is a sound guy at his church. Here we go. This is what the uh, the choir said about Sam one time. Is this a nightmare? Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! 
Once we're on stage, you'll be fine. We were just on stage for sound check, and the sound guy hated us. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to make fun of somebody. Um, yes, the sound guys have opinions. Just to be honest with you. Um, yes, that is true. Just um, not relevant ones, apparently. No, we don't. No one cares about our opinions. No, but, no one cares. No. Um, can you do? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is how we kill Chris. Uh, this is how we kill Captain America. You are a pretty good actor. I'm going for the Oscar this year. By the way, this is like almost a minute, but I just wanted to get as much of Chris Evans talking as I could. Mm-hmm. But are you a pretty good skater? I'm more than pretty good, S.A. I have my own skate company. Can you do a thingy on that rail? It's called a grind, bro. Hey, bro. Can you do a grindy thingy now are you serious there are like 200 steps and the rails are garbage well hey if it's too hardcore you really think you can go me into doing a trick like that there are girls watching somebody get me my board <laughs> i just like the way you talk oh it's good um may whitman being really ridiculous Punch me in the boob. <laughs> Prepare to die, obviously. Look, I've had it today. Can we not do this right now? Oh, I'd love to postpone, darling, but I just cashed my last rain check. What's that from? My brain! Well, I'm really, really not up for this, whatever it is. Okay, little chicken. I'll see you later. But you won't see me. Because next time, I'll be deadly serious next time. What? Never mind! Bam. Uh, yeah, yeah. I liked her. She was. She made me laugh. And all I could think of is Katara. Um, uh, we mentioned this earlier. One of my favorite bits of the movie. So, what can I get you? Is there anywhere you don't work? They're called jobs. Something a fall like you wouldn't know anything about. And by the way, I can't believe you asked Ramona after I specifically told you not to do that. How are you doing that with your mouth? Never mind how I'm doing it. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. That's the best. And you didn't even have the rooster tell it yourself. I know, right? Yeah, they did it for me. Uh, last clip. Here we go. Sorry, I know I, knew I clapped it a lot, but it's a comedy. You got to. You know how long it took to get all the evil X's contact information so I could form this stupid league? Like two hours. Two hours. There we go. All right, uh, so uh, I'm going to ask, did anybody hear what I just heard? <laughs> yes, I heard it too. I hope it I was trying to hold back my laughter. <laughs> I hope it comes out in the wash. I do too. What? This <laughs> happened. Uh, you, you just pulled you a had sand. A butt, 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 butt. Uh, sorry, you had an Andrew moment there. Yes, you did. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the, yes. the Google Hangouts screwed yeah. up? I don't think it's going to go in the recording, though. Oh, oh I, I hope it does. does. I hope it does. Well, for we all three heard it, so. Well, yeah, but but my microphone goes straight into the recording, uh, right into GarageBand before it goes to you guys. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> God, that have been great. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you guys were all laughing. I'm like, this wasn't that funny. Um, <laughs> here we go. Excuse me while I whip this out. Sorry, uh, I meant to play this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? <laughs> I call bull. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Uh, Anna Kendrick as the character of Stacy Pilgrim 
wears the actual name badge of the real-life Stacy, on whom the, the comic creator Brian Lee O'Malley based the character. In one of the DVD commentaries, Kendrick specifically asked that someone add this trivia to IMDb. <laughs> Just thought that was funny. Uh, we already talked about the package being thrown in the thing in the 30 takes. Edgar Wright stated that this movie was done in the style of a musical, but instead of the characters breaking into song and dance, they break into fight. The battle between Scott like Pilgrim and Matthew Patel is done in the style of Bollywood fight scene. <laughs> uh, when Ramona asks Scott how old Knives is, the roulette wheel in his mind has the following choices. She's nobody. She's 40. Idiot. No speaker English. Wins dinner. Uh, tell Pac-Man story. No. You are. Pass out. It was nothing. Who her and I gotta pee. Of course, he says I have to pee on her. To avoid an R rating, the F bomb was said by the to avoid an R rating, the F word said by Envy to Julie had to be bleeped out because Scott Pilgrim calls Todd Ingram a cocky cock earlier in the film. <laughs> so apparently if you use cocky cock, you can't use an F bomb because that <laughs> that sucks up. Well, isn't there like a isn't there like a uh, you can do one thing and then Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so like it's like you can use uh you can show a boob or the f bomb, but apparently cocky cock is part of the. Uh, the fact that I've said it three times, I don't know. Is that going to give us an explicit tag? I don't know. We might want to. Yeah, I'm not going to sure, uh, out. Make sure we don't have any questions. Cocky cock. That makes four right. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, I'm not bleeping that out at all. The stunt doubles for Lucas Lee are the actual stunt doubles for actor Chris Evans. That actually blew my mind. I was like, he has an Asian awesome. dude as a stunt double. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love it. I even let him stay in for the wide shots. Uh, in the battle scene, the graphics... I already said that. Yeah, I already said that one. Uh, here we go. So I'm not going to do the recasting game because, frankly, this movie's pretty close to perfect. It's perfect. Just yeah. going to say. Um, I can't even imagine somebody other than Michael Sarah. Yeah, I think... I know, you're right. I think it's great. And, in fact, it just it makes me want... A, a, like, just people who made Dragon Ball, go watch this movie. You know how to... Just, just do what they did. Anyway. Uh, or Avatar, same thing. M. Night Shyamalan, you ruined my childhood. Go fix it. He did, actually. Um, it's not even my childhood. It's my college years, because Avatar came yeah, out in 2004. <laughs> um, I'm actually re-watching all of that on DVD with, with, uh, with Declan, and it's, it's still fantastic. I still laugh. Uh, and cry. I cried at the bit where I'm supposed to cry. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't, don't, don't care. Um, to get sand what? in your... No, Confused. no, the cartoon again, Sam. I don't know why you keep making the joke. The the, the movie's terrible. You know that I hated that I hated it. Didn't you go watch it with us? Yeah, and high point. Yeah, and we all hated it. Um, we saw it Black Friday, and it truly was. Um, I just call yeah, it. Friday. If I remember right, you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, morning. You were giddy with with excitement. Oh, after so excited. No, I wasn't. Stop it. I wanted it to be good. It was so bad. Um, so so bad. I, that movie makes me so angry. Like, if it ever came on streaming, I wouldn't do it for this show because it'd make me too mad. It'd be this podcast would be an hour and a half of me just ranting how bad the movie is and how mad I am at it. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance? No, I'm saying that wouldn't be fun to listen to. Uh, <laughs> uh, as much as it's fun to listen to me get all hot and bothered. Um, Wait, what? What? Uh, uh, nothing. Um, Ding gets it. 
Uh, uh, so now we're doing our top three, right? Um, yeah, that's right. That's time for that. So I have a top three. Da, 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 da. Uh, actually, didn't we change? So top three is no longer... So I thought we changed that. So I'm actually going to move that out of the way so I don't click on it again. And I think we said it's now going to be... Wait, what's supposed to happen? There we go. There it is. Um, <laughs> I have to ask. I don't remember. Was, why won't you... I thought that was our out of 10 now. Is that what our out of 10 is? I should label these. Okay, I then it's this. I don't remember. Excuse me while I whip this out. Either way, it could be... It, these all could work. So Yeah, they're all nice. Um, I'll relabel them. Um, but my point is, uh, what is my point? I don't know what my point is. Well, my point is it's time for our top three. Um, and we decided to do kind of, uh, cameos cause this movie is full of cameos. So, um, uh, Andrew, your top three cameos. Okay. Uh, I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, Huey Lewis in, in back the to the, yes. in back to the future. Nice. Um, Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh, yeah. the uh, price is wrong, <laughs> bitch. Uh, number three, Sean Connery and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I must kiss the bride. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. As the, I was yeah. to say, was that Sean? Yeah, that was me. Bad. Oh my gosh, wasn't but, bad. but again, I'm quoting like I'm quoting an actual line Have you been that I've heard. That? No, I haven't. I, it's again, was, I, I, I can I, quote. I, it's the pigs I in the blanket. I mean, I didn't even hear the 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 you know pigs in a blanket. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> I, can, I can say that because I've heard it a hundred fifteen times because I've seen that movie so many times. If that it's actually streaming, and I kind of want to do it for the show, um, <laughs> uh, just so we can not so we can hear Kevin Costner not do an English accent. But yeah, he says at the yeah. end. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Sean Connery, good. Uh, that was number three. Number two, Danny Glover in Maverick. Oh, that's such a good one. They look yeah. at each other. And, oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that one. And then he says, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yep. And then number one. Number one's kind of a twofer. No. Um, but we have... Is and, it their summer twofers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good callback. Good job, Sam. You're welcome. You win the show. Uh, yeah, the, the reason this is my favorite cameo is because I never knew this is who this was until about a month or two ago. Um, but in the movie Hook, Glenn Close plays a pirate, and it's a pirate that is on screen. And I've always thought, man, that looks like a uh, like someone in drag, but <laughs> I always just assumed it's a really effeminate man. And a month ago, I was reading something, and I realized that Glenn Close was the pirate that Captain Hook is speaking to about, you know, someone here does not belong. Uh, that's her. Oh, my gosh. It's the one that goes in the boo box. Yeah, yeah. So that's Glenn Close. And then the other... That is fantastic. The other cameo in that movie is Phil Collins as the uh, inspector uh, at the uh, at the house, the police inspector. Really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh, Phil Collins, Phil Collins and Cook. Yeah, look at that. Oh yeah, look at that. There cool. he is. 
That's so funny. I would never have guessed that because honestly, I don't know what Phil Collins looks like. But the uh, Glenn Close is fantastic. Thank you. Those are way better than mine, as they usually are. Corny. All right. So uh, my number three uh, is going to go to Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but and as Neil Patrick Harris too. But yeah, as Neil Patrick. Harris. Uh, yeah. My number two is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Because <laughs> you have one, you got to have the other. Got to have the other one. All right. And then uh, my number one, uh, just because <laughs> when I saw it, I, I immediately laughed to tears. Um, I was Chuck Norris in Dodgeball. Right. Because the movie was already stupid <laughs> enough. And then, of course, <laughs> at the end, and then, uh, which I get my favorite line from that movie, effing Chuck Norris. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, if Sean will ever watch those movies. No, I've not seen it. It's okay. Um, <sighs> Sam. It's Dodgeball. You can, you can forgive Ben Silver Dodgeball. Yes. One yeah. of these days I'll watch it. I mean, I'll probably watch it because he's a bad guy. So, yeah, um, I'll take uh, Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers. All right. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I also had to put Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar in pretty much every movie, right? Yeah. It's every Harold mm-hmm. and Kumar movie he shows up. And then a plethora of cameos uh, by Tim Robbins, Ben Stiller, and Luke Wilson in Anchorman, the first one. Mm-hmm. All right, right on. Uh, my, what did I write? Oh, uh, number three, uh, John Hurt in Spaceballs. Nice. Um, uh, did he say not again? Yeah, the thing happened. He's like, oh, not again. Uh, Gene Hackman <laughs> in Young Frankenstein. Uh, right and number one is uh it made me laugh was bill murray in zombie land so, yeah i knew you were gonna say that so i left that one yeah because i kind of said it in pre-show but still it makes me laugh and then he gets shot and he's like i deserve that anyway there you go there's your cameos um that's it time for out of 10 cool let's do it out of 10 uh i have music for that now so out of 10 is now this wait what's supposed to happen there you go I've, it's written down so that's what it's gonna be um. Uh, and, and I almost said Chad, Andrew. Sorry. God rest his soul. <laughs> well, it's because oh, because right oh, underneath. Wow. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I have. It was a different time. So I, I swear, I had Chad in my brain. That's fair. Uh, uh, Joe Pesci, by the way, we uh, almost missed that. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, Andrew, you're out of ten, sir. Oh yes. Um. Like I said, I enjoyed the movie a lot and more than I expected to. Um, I didn't know why I enjoyed it, even after I watched it all the way through, but I enjoyed it. And now, after talking about it, I think I understand that if you want to feel like you have done a lot of drugs, watch Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I think there are better uh, movies for that particular one. Like, go watch the cartoon version of Alice in Wonderland if you want to be on an acid trip. Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I love that one. I mean, that murderer? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, always seems strange. Uh, so I'm going to give this one a, uh, I'll say a 7.8 okay. out of 10. 7.8. Got it. All right. Corny, 10? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm going to give it a, a 10 out of 10. Bread makes you fat. Oh, right. I was trying to remember the quote. I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. I thought my Google Hangout went out on me there for a second. No. no. Sam. 
I'm going to give this um, it's a heck of a fun movie. Eight uh, swords in the chest uh, out of ten. Okay. Eight swords in the chest. All right. Right on. Fun. Um, fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a good time with this. Again, hit me in the right moment. I thought all the jokes were really funny. Really, the only bit that I didn't like, I, th- I think, still for me, is the Seinfeld bit. Um, I love that they're doing comedy. That's all. I understand, and uh, and I, I love that they got the rights to do it too, which is really funny. Um, I loved all of the uh, the kind of uh, comedic, like the uh, like the slapstick humor and stuff. I love that they're making fun of. Um, other stereotypes. All of the drummers in the movie are girls, which is like an anti-stereotype. <laughs> Do what? It's offensive to me. Well, you should be. Um, I love that she makes. They make fun of you know people, bands who sell out. We're here to sell out and play music and whatever. I like. I love make that. Money. Yeah. Um, uh, and the fact that they call him Young Neil is funny. I just I like this movie a lot. I I'm actually sad that I haven't seen it. As many times as I need to feel like I need to see it, I feel like I need to watch it way more to get the next, you know, the third layer of the movie. Um, That's okay. I'll do it enough for all of us. Well, I know, but, like, I like watching movies. I mean, honestly, so today I drove, we drove six-plus hours today, and the last two-and-a-half to three hours I was by myself, and so I pulled my phone up, hooked it into the car, and I watched Serenity for probably the 30th time. Um, and by hey, watched, I mean, again, I'm driving the car, so the phone is, like, off to the side. I'm basically just listening to the movie because I've seen it so many times, so I'm not, like, being unsafe. And it was raining and dangerous and things. But anyway. Is, what that, is that what that pileup was on 77? Uh, no, we did there. We did drive by several accidents. So, again, cra- crazy rain, but no one cares about the weather traffic. Yeah. So what they do care about is my out of 10. I'm going to give this thing a 9.5 because I flip and love this Ooh, movie. Damn. I, I do. I think this movie is really fun. Um, and actually, I'm going to change my score because it, it makes the score come out to be too even. So I'm going to say 9.6. Um, there. I made it even more even. Damn it. <laughs> uh, 9.55. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make it not be like the same as several other movies is what I'm trying to do. Anyway, there you go. Uh, so that's it. That's it. That was a lot of fun. I was so glad we did that movie. Uh, Corny, I hope you... Uh, yes. Thank you, Corny. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, lives have been spared. Uh, yeah. No, it's... You have chosen wisely. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. And Andrew, honestly, well, you, I... you've told us on the show, and I've forgotten. What's your, what, what's your favorite movie? You've told us. Was it Back to the Future? Yeah. That's right. Um, duh. All as, as As stated by the intro... <laughs> Music in the podcast, uh, the new intro music. Um, hopefully, you people like that at home. Um, and don't say, What do you mean by you people? Um, what are we doing next? Um, we're doing something called Kung Fury. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I've not seen this by Sam's reaction. I'm a little scared. Um, I don't know. I've never seen it either, but I'm excited. If it's anything like uh, Kung Fu Hustle, I'm excited. I have no I idea. Um, it, uh, isn't oh, it a relatively short one? It is kind of short, from what I remember. It is a short film. Um, uh, this was requested to us by another listener. I can't remember who it was though. But um, Kung Fury. Uh, I can't find it. It's not streaming. No, well, I can't find it on IMDb. No. 
Am I spelling it wrong? How do you? How else would you spell Kung Fury? Um. Anyway, so we'll uh, Kung. Fu, oh, there's a second. No, not Kung Fu Panda too. <laughs> well, it better be there. I've checked it and it's not. It wasn't supposed to leave in last. Yeah, oh, Kung Fury 2015. It says it's a short film. Like yes, it's thirty minutes. Oh. Ooh. No way. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm really, I'm actually super intrigued just looking at the cast. David Sandberg as Kung Fury, Jorma Tacone as Adolf Hitler, Stephen Chu <laughs> as Dragon, uh, Andreas Chilling as Thor. Um, there's somebody called Triceracop. There's somebody called Katana. There's Voice of Katana. Um, Red Ninja and Hoff 9000. Oh, David Hasselhoff is in this. Oh, nice. my gosh. This is going to be awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's only 30 minutes. So, anyway, um, this looks hilarious. So, we'll see what happens. Um, and Kung Fury 2, the movie, is coming out in 2018, directed by the same dude. It will be 15 minutes. Uh, doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> Seven yeah, electric commercials. Doesn't say. Anyway, there's very little info about it. That's cool. All right, so that's next. Can't wait. Let's do it. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to play the outro music. Wait, what's well, supposed to... Ah, that's not the outro music. Um, <laughs> that is the sentiment that we get on our show most of the time. Uh, oh, my gosh. How long have I done This that? is a show until Sean accidentally plays the wrong clip. <laughs> no kidding, right? Oh, it's on our bingo card. Uh, yeah, Sean plays the wrong clip. Um, anyway, um, that's it. So thank, thank you for listening. This was a lot of fun. Um, we'll do it next week, and the show will post on its normal day, hopefully. Um, leave, leave us a review. What? Oh, leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, any of those places would be great. Um, visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. Um, we're still doing our GoFundMe account, um, GoFundMe.com slash um, uh, CheapSeatReviews. Help us out there. Um, we got uh, we guys, You guys helped us raise enough money to keep the show going for a year. Uh, that yeah. money is about out. Uh, just, just, just saying. So, um, if we can get another uh, 250 bucks, that's all it takes to run this show for a whole year. That keeps it out of our pockets. I'd really appreciate it. Um, if even if it's just a buck, 25 bucks gets you on the show. Uh, Alan and Michael will attest to that. Uh, and Corny like will give you one of his uh, human trafficking people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like us on Facebook. That's totally a joke, people. Um, <laughs> like us on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com <Sure>, yeah. <laughs> slash CheapSeatReviews. Shut up. Get back to the box. Uh, visit our website, <laughs> CheapSeatReviews.com, where you can check out our blog and other things that I haven't updated in a while. Um, also, like, listen to us on Anchor. I've been doing some stuff on Anchor, which is very cool. So anyway, on behalf of Corny, Andrew, <laughs> Sam, this is Sean saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>